so today I'm choosing a little anime called Mushishi. Wow, right, right. Mushishi? Mushishi. Something along those lines. But it came out, we just looked at it. It's uh, 540p. Because it came out in, in 2005. Yep. And you don't really think about the fact that uh, stuff isn't always in 1080p. <laughs> yeah, Blu-ray 4K. Yeah, so now I'm kind of wondering if it's in widescreen or not. Oh, shit. I have no idea. Yeah. It might be in, uh, what is it, 4 by 3 Yeah, I have to go get my, what, is it, uh, what are they called? R, not RCTVs, right? What are they? Uh, the old. What are the old TVs called? Oh yeah, flat screens. The um, why can't I remember right now? Yeah, C- CRT. Thank you, CRT, not RC. Uh, RC. CRT. Yeah, you're just gonna drive that. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be drifting corners with that RC TV right there. Uh, which is funny. I probably would have been playing with an RC car at the time this came out in 2005. Yeah, I would have played with an RC car. In, uh, you were in like seventh, sixth grade, seventh grade. Yeah, if I was, like if I was offered grade? one, you bet your ass would have played with one. My, I remember my grandparents on my mom's side. They, um, <laughs> Jesus Christ, what <laughs> they? <laughs> I don't get along with them. Uh, they, ah, they got me some kind of RC car for Christmas when I was a little kid. Okay, and I remember opening it and thinking, dope. Yeah. RC car. That's cool. Yeah. And then I set it down and just kept sitting there. These, by the way, I think I talked about it before. These are the grandparents that gave me coffee that they used the same coffee grinder and thing to make dog feed in. So just Ugh. keep that in mind. That's okay. just who they were. Yeah. And I set the thing down and I set the toy down and just kept going with being with the family. And they said, we have to go outside and you have to play with your RC car. I was like, um... Okay. Yeah. We're going outside right now so you can play with that. Like, this is a weird thing to do, right? Yeah. If Maybe if I said, I want to go play with the RC car right now, but to force me to play with the RC car? <laughs> yeah. I just remember as a kid thinking this is bad, so I thought, I'm going to flip it. <laughs> so that, <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I'm very, not very good with it yet, so I'll just yeah. play with it on my own time. Yeah. They must have played 40 chess because they got the one that, uh, it's just a different oh, color on both sides. Sided. Yeah. So it flips and keeps going. That's and what I was I like, had. Oh no, dude! I wanted <laughs> yeah, to. I wanted to fail. Did it have the uh, the front tire spun? Yes. The, yes, I had that one. Apparently, that's that must have been the cheapest RC car because yes, <laughs> I also had that one. It probably was if they were getting it. They're the yeah. ones who left pug shit in the living room because they were like, "It's gonna happen anyway." Damn. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, that's why the. Sorry, keep going. <laughs> I was gonna say I I didn't uh, I didn't know that RC cars could go fast or like were badass until much later in life. I thought RC cars were just kind of like a, a dumb little kids thing. They just like you drove around your your house for a little bit, got tired of it, ran into a foot one too many times. Mom got yelled yelled at by your mom, and then you put it away. But then I remember I uh, forget who I was with, but they were uh, that was their hobby was RC cars, and I remember seeing him put it down. And then when he hit forward on that bad boy, holy shit, that thing took off. So in my brain, there's two types of RC cars. Okay. And it all comes down to the input method with which to drive them. Ooh. If you hold a thing that has a little trigger on it for acceleration. Oh, yeah. It's shit. Those are the only (laughs) ones I owned. (laughs) Those, Those are literally the only ones I owned. If you had the one that was like... It was like a video game controller, but also a radio that could reach Jupiter. (laughs) (laughs) Then that thing could go from California to Florida in seven hours. Yeah. Do if if uh, if (laughs) you've ever seen uh, Back to the Future, the beginning of it when he controls the DeLorean on that. That's what I've seen this dude take out, and I was like, whoa. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> oh, dude, those controllers themselves were like the down payment my parents put on the first house my dad yeah, bought. <laughs> dude, those things are ridiculous. There's no shot. Like, you got to be a straight-up hobbyist if you're going to be using one of those. Yeah, and I didn't see it for too long. I, I think I was just, like, over, like, my dad, my, my dad's friend's house or something. I, I forget where it was, but I, I, I remember seeing him just go hard on it, and I was like, damn, mine's, you, mine's dumb. Do you remember 
So RC cars, they had the distance. Mm-hmm. You had to be within a certain distance of them for the for the radio waves to send signals so that it would listen to your commands with the controller. Yep. Do you remember IR uh, uh, remotes for TVs? IR remotes. Channel changers? No. Where it just has the tip of the remote, because I think stuff still is pretty much IR. The tip of the remote has the little shiny bit that... Uh, is is pretty much sunglasses over a light. Yeah. So it's infrared, and that's how it changes channels. Yeah. Remember when this is back in the day? Because stuff worked, besides yours, yours is shit. Uh, <laughs> TV remotes work real well. I'm sorry. Like, dude, I, I fight with this thing every time no, I'm here. Just a little peek behind the scenes. Uh, we fight with this remote every single every single. Episode. It always gets cut. But yep. at, almost every time, there is a long bit of of me sounding like, a 73-year-old man trying to get kids off his lawn. <laughs> but do you remember back in the day, technology still wasn't good enough that your sibling did something and you wanted to watch a show and they weren't letting you watch the show, so you just walked up and put your finger over the part of the TV? Yeah. And you're like, mm-mm. Yeah, dude, that's You ain't doing now. nothing yep. while I'm here. Oh yeah, and then uh, and, and then even worse was uh, wasn't even intentional. You're like sitting there playing your video game on your rem- uh, 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 cordless controller, Pelican. Yeah, and then someone walked by, and you just stopped working for a second, and you're like, no. And yeah, then like your your car just swerves. You're, you're play- like, no. You're playing Budokai, and Gohan's just slowly walking towards Cell. <laughs> And you're like, no, please. And you're like, come on, come on, come on, come on, connect back. You're good. Yeah, I remember the, when getting the 360, I remember I yelled at my mom because she was, uh, she like walked past and I was like, mom, be careful. And then I realized it didn't do that. And I was like, wait. Oh my God. Oh, <laughs> yeah. When PS3 yeah, and them came out and you just, you didn't need cords for a controller anymore. Yeah. Because I didn't, like I had the Pelican. Mm-hmm. And a few friends had the ones that were wireless. Yeah. And they were wireless. That's true. <laughs> they didn't work no, it didn't. half the time. But then the new consoles came out and it was just it, the world shifted. Yeah. And living rooms got bigger, I think. I agree. I yeah. think living rooms got bigger Yeah, with that kind of stuff. Sometimes I wonder about, I think about the days before. Before? The, the time before. The what? What time before us? Internet. Oh, smartphones. Jeez. Cause I kind of remember, we our generation. Yeah. We didn't have well. We didn't have smartphones for sure. No. We barely had phones. Yeah. Until. Two thousand five, around when this came out. Yeah. Smartphones. The iPhone three came out. Was it the iPhone three that was the? No, the iPhone 1 was like a smartphone, quote-unquote, right? Yeah, if I remember correctly. That came out when I was in high school. Yeah, uh, same. So we we had time before. Mm-hmm. Before yep. this age. Yes. Yep. And I'm telling you right now, it's a different place. It was. It absolutely was a different place. Supremely different. Because mm-hmm. even dial-up, even when we had just had dial-up, that was a very different place than... What we got now. Yeah. If you wanted to watch a flash video with mm-hmm. your friends, you had to go around and be like, anybody you need to use phone? <laughs> Not for the next two hours. I have a minute and a half video that I want to watch and it's got to download. Yeah. <laughs> and it's got to download. I was, uh, I was very lucky to actually have never wanted to watch that stuff during the era at which people were, were creating them and having fun with that. Um, I didn't, uh, I didn't really discover Flash, like, videos and jokes until they were kind of done, which sucks, but uh, I missed a lot of the dial-up era. I do remember sitting with my grandma uh, on her, she, they, they had this massive corner desk at one point, and I remember sitting on her lap, and I forget what we were doing, but, like, we were, she was, met, like, looking something up, and God, I will never forget them turning on the computer. And starting up, starting up that whole bit. That fi- yep, yep. All of those random sounds. I remember looking at the computer, and my grandma being like, "It's okay, 
it's it's yeah I this was like, is what it does yeah i was like what the fuck grandma and meanwhile in the other room i'm like can i go play in the n64 i want to go play smash bros and that's yeah. that's what i that was my world oh really yeah but i still because uh, maybe i was a little bit i did have an n64 at one point um but my friends had we had the n64 and the playstation one because my dad wanted to play gran turismo let's go and my dad was very young when <laughs> he had us by the way he was he was very he was 18 when he had my sister so he was like 22 when he had me <laughs> hell yeah so my dad just if he had the money he got a playstation one yeah. we didn't have much but he wanted the stuff yeah and i can feel that as <laughs> as an adult myself yeah and we had the n64 and the ps1 but i still i still grew up in the be home before the lights come on era really yeah okay in the neighborhoods it was you just have to be home before the street lights come on Okay. And you knew when the streetlights were coming on and you, you just ran around with your, you just, you literally just nobody, there were no parents. No, I do remember You just that, yeah. sprinted around with your friends being hooligans in the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. Yep. We had a, I don't, have I talked about this before? We had a rocket powered gang. Let's go. That my best friend and I made in the neighborhood. Nice. And we would go around on skateboards, rollerblades, scooters. Mm-hmm. We'd go around on whatever we felt like that day. And we'd recruit kids in the neighborhood. If we saw you going around with any type of, any type of wheeled thing, yeah, we were like, "Hey, come over here." <laughs> All right. So the tone changed. So <clears throat> we're kind of a rocket power group ourselves over here. Yeah. And we wanted to see if if you wanted to join us. And a lot of kids, oh, yeah, I'd love to. They're like, well. You gotta do a few tests first. Oh, of course. Right? And we have to see if you're good enough. Yeah. If you're good enough to join us, you start out as squid. Obviously. It's rocket power. Yeah. Like, what are you guys? We're like, auto. We're both autos. Like, we're both in the- autos. <laughs> of course. Yeah, we're highest level. So we need you to acid drop off this curb real quick on your skateboard. Yeah. Were you guys actually brutal about it? Dude, I could barely kickflip. Like, okay, all right, cool. I was going to say, like, or you... If you just didn't fall going down the sidewalk, <laughs> yeah, you were squid. <laughs> all right, cool. All good. you had to do was not, not, not be shit. embarrassing. Because <laughs> <laughs> when I wanted to grind on my skateboard, yeah. I would just... I would ride up to uh, uh, somebody's driveway. Yeah. And then, like, pop a manual and just go up the curb. <laughs> I didn't ollie onto it. Nothing. <laughs> but I was like, I grinded. See, I'm auto. <laughs> I'm auto, obviously. Yeah. Okay, you're Maurice. Um, we just go around and grab everybody's one kid, Ryan. We got him involved. Yep. He also told me one time that he could breathe without making it show. Oh my god! So I said, "Oh, dude, do it. I want to watch it." He was just holding his breath. Son of a. And I didn't stop watching him. Oh no! Because I knew what he was doing. Oh. And then at one point you just, <gasps> oh. <laughs> I was like, "You were never breathing, bro." He got so <laughs> mad he went home. <laughs> Dude, speaking of doing shit that was terrible um, when you were a kid, I, uh, I, <laughs> this is going to be another Tage classic bully story. One hundred percent. No. Yeah. No. This was. Okay. This is actually one of my worst. Uh, called Sakura. Doing doing random shit, not an adult to be seen. Cold sack era. Cold sack, you son of a bitch. Um, and I, you you and I have joked about this one. Hanging out by the generator. Yep. Um, and just doing hooligan shit. Like a little small example, putting the, I think I've said this on the podcast, putting the ice pack in the road, waiting for someone to drive by. It runs it over. We all just get shot with goopy shit that we're pretty sure is radioactive. And we're like, oh my God, we all have superpowers now. But... Uh, I remember once, I don't remember how it became a thing, but I was sadly, I was sadly want to be friends with the rich kid next door. Is it, I think it was, uh, John Arthur, something like that. It was I mean, very, yeah. we don't need full names. No, no, no. I, that's, I'm also probably dead wrong, but he, he had a very long name and it was like two names. Okay. He had and, two first names. Yeah. And it was definitely the parents of like. You know, like, he had every new console. He had all the new toys. He had, probably had every fucking Bionicle. It was that kind of kid. Oh, fuck But he did not want to hang out with me. I think I was clingy. And it was very much like they had a birthday, and then they asked, like, what are you doing? Like, while they went to go play. Like, what are you going to do? I was like, oh, cool. So I wanted to be friends with them so bad. But there was a kid that I was friends with who, like, hit puberty at, at the age of six. 
and was like seven foot. But he was the poor kid down the block, and him and I were cool. I liked playing with him. We rode bikes together. was having a good time. But I remember once there was like an entire ring of kids on one side of the cul-de-sac, and then me and this kid on the other. And then they were. He was like, "Tage, come over to this side." And I was like, "No, like I'm with I'm with my friend." And they're like, "No, nah, dude, like screw him." What? And I really wanted to be friends with the cool kid. Tage, no. Oh yeah. No. Oh yeah. You're gonna you're gonna lose respect for me right here. So I I did. I walked over to the other side, and then I made it worse, because then they all started bullying him. And then I joined in. Tage, get ready for this. And I escalated. I picked up a rock. What the hell? And I threw it at him. I missed. But the second the rock came out of my hand. Everyone my, around you was probably like, what the? No. They all wanted to continue. They wanted to like kick his ass because he was poor. Um, and uh, <gasps> But no, the second the rock left my hand, my mom came out. And I just hear, Tage Ma- Patrick Matthew. Oh, kids scatter. <laughs> Gone. And I'm just sitting there like, oh, oh. My mom had been watching from the window the entire time. And she was like, I watched you just betray your friend. I watched you bully him. And I watched you just throw a rock at him. And I was like, oh, my God. And so then we sat there for a while. She was like, we're going to, you're going to go to that house. Not right now, because I'm sure he's going to tell his parents what's going on. Uh, he's going to give it a couple minutes. Uh, you're going to go to that house. You're going to apologize to him. And then we're going to come back. And we started walking. And I was just dead silent the entire time. And it was it was during that time of the day where the sun like the sun's not gone, but everything looks like it's night. So it's just kind of like you're not really sure what time it is dusk. night or day. Yeah, dusk. It's beautiful. So I'm walking in and I go over and I remember saying sorry to him uh, in his doorway. And it was very like you know two boys saying sorry. I was like, I'm, I'm sorry. I threw a rock at you. That's no, whatever. <laughs> like and it's like, none of it. Yeah, but but then we were walking home. And my mom was dead silent, and I remember walking in dusk, and I, I look up at her, and I go, you're going to spank me when I get home, aren't you? And she goes, do you think you deserve a spanking? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, well, there's no point in spanking you. You already know. And I just kind quietly, and I just looked up, and I said, I lost my best friend today. And she's like, yes, you did. She's like, you're going to try to get him back? I said, I hope so. And then we just quietly moved on. I didn't get spanked, but I spent the rest of that time trying to make up to him. He never, he never kind of, we never went back to the way we were. I ruined that friendship. Yeah, I was going to say, I would not have. No, but I spent the rest of my time really trying to, really trying to heal what I did. But I learned from that one of like, really, that's why I remember in college, uh, a friend of my, uh, a friend of ours actually said, yeah, when they were trying to get me to drink, they're like, no, the worst part is you can't peer pressure Tage. It sucks. The more you try to peer pressure him, the worse he gets more defensive. And I'm like, you have no idea how much that pisses me off to know that, like, like makes me happy that I'm like, I will not be peer pressured. The more people are like, do it, do it. No. Once I start saying no, I'm dead serious now because I really ruined something in my childhood for doing it. Yeah. But that was cul-de-sac era. Well, yeah, I would have. Yeah. Personally, I would have been like, he he's trying to make friends. He went over to that side. I can understand it, but the moment you throw a rock, yeah, we're like, I'll never speak to you again. Yeah, I will never speak to you again, <laughs> yeah, dude. I swear to God, you say sorry to me, and I'll just stare at you. Yeah, it, yeah, <laughs> bro. I know it was the worst. I can't believe you did that. Yeah, little me. I mean, it was terrible. Live and learn. It's better to learn something like that as a child than it is to learn something like that as an adult, because then you went through your whole life just yeah. doing it. Right. Yeah. And we got to learn somehow. We do. That's why, if unless it's very bad, I try to give leniency to younger people. Yeah. When somebody tries to ruin the life of a 15-year-old for something they did online. Oh, my God. I'm like, bruh, come on. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's a child. They yeah. don't understand fully yet. Yeah. Well, yes, they do. They know how bad they hurt somebody. You barely know how bad you're trying to hurt somebody right now, and you're a grown-ass person. Yeah. Like, we teach, let them understand the problem, mm-hmm. shame them a little bit, and then they grow. Yes. You can't expect a child to just be perfect No, all the time, or what's the point in parents and teaching and learning from people? We probably got to get into the show right now. So oh, yeah, we're yeah, we're into, a podcast, uh, yeah. 
<laughs> We're going to get into uh, Mushishi and see what's going on in there. Bro, let 2005 cook, dog. No, right? dude. I swear to God, bro. <laughs> let 2005 cook. No, dude. Why you draw the scariest thing in the world if it comes alive? Bro, if I draw a picture, it comes to life. Eldritch horror. Dude, just draw butterflies. Like. Eldritch horror. This guy just breaks into politics for this 10-year-old. What's happening in the outside world? All right, so the war. <laughs> oh, it's been rough. <laughs> I would make up so much stuff. Yeah, we've been cut off. I don't think he knows what an analogy is. <laughs> Let me explain it to you in simple terms. So, your medulla oblongata. <laughs> Dude, what did he just say? <laughs> and the kid's totally lying. Oh, I see. 100% veins. <laughs> I got you. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Just see three dots on the kid. <laughs> it was never grandma. It was always predator. It was always predator. <laughs> He's been with you all your life. I'm gonna have me some fun. I'm gonna have me some fun. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Yo, Justin, why'd you pick the saddest fucking anime? Goddamn, bro. bro. Is it sad? I don't know what's going on. We've, we've been there, kid. We've all been there. <laughs> Wait till your mid 20s. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> bro, wait till you're about to have your 31st birthday and people point it out to you. I'm crying and I don't know why. <laughs> we know. <laughs> we know. <laughs> that guy's name is Chaz Naylor. <laughs> what? <laughs> he went to the wrong animation business. <laughs> Darn. I think that there's um, a level of high concept to this show <laughs> that I wasn't prepared for. Dude. With with the fucking most brutal analogy ever, dude. All right. <clears throat> I don't know if anybody listening has heard an anal- uh, has watched this show. It's supposed to be one of the... It's on a ton of, like, greatest anime of all time lists. I'm, and I, I don't mean to have my voice sound like I hated it. But this man, he's trying to describe a ghostly supernatural phenomenon. To a child. To a child. And that child, he, the child draws things and they come to life, right? So the kid knows that something's happening. Yeah. And he goes, all right, I'll give you an analogy for how Mushi works. So look at your hand. So your four fingers, animals. Your thumb, plants. The tip of your middle finger, humans. Your wrist, fungi, right? Because that's where your blood vessels come together. So obviously... Fungus. So obvious. And the thing that you need to get through your skull right now is like the veins keep going to your elbow. And then to your shoulder. And then to your heart. And, well, close to your heart, by the way, not your heart. And when they're at your heart, that's the purest form of, of thing. Um, no longer, tip of your middle finger human, though, because we think. The fuck did you just say to me, bro? This man, this man, dude, what a what a joke. This guy's he just wanted to sing head, shoulders, knees, and toes, but make it sound fun. <laughs> the best part of that was the thing you need to get through your thick fucking skull. <laughs> <laughs> so the veins keep going. Yeah. Like he has no idea bro, where he's going. With dude, this. I like that that kid, he like can't use his right hand because it's messed up. Yeah. So the guy's like, analogy, hands. Amazing. Hopefully nobody ever has a problem with him. Mm-hmm. And just stares at his broken finger. <laughs> that made no sense, dude. I yeah, it didn't help at all. I'm, I would I just skip right. If I was that kid, I'd just been like, oh wow. Mm. I think that's what that that kid did. The yeah, I get it. 
<laughs> just looked around. Like, is th- I'm alone in the forest with this person. And the, and the guy like looks over like to the camera that's not there. Like, fuck yes, <laughs> that was the greatest. I understood every word I said. Yeah, nobody else did though, bro. Yeah, I. Uh, maybe I needed to be in a different headspace for something that is supposed to be conceptually on a different level. But, and maybe maybe it's one of those, you gotta get to episode five before you really get it. Thanks. Yeah, maybe. But after episode one, and I don't want to hear anybody say, well, it came out in 2005 and it was a different time. Bitch, I've been watching anime for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I've watched stuff before 2005. Yeah, dude. And, uh, <laughs> um, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. That was uh, that was a lot. It was definitely I will agree that you and I were on a very different um, mental vibration from this show, dude. And I was going into it being like, "This is gonna be, this is gonna be a thinker." Yeah, I was going into it with the idea that it, it's not. I'm not going in for a rom com. No, I'm not going in for anything like that. I'm going in to have this uh, story thrust upon me. I'm gonna learn a little bit about it. There's some ghosts in it. Yep. But when 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 this guy's like, all right, we have to rebuild the teacup that got broken in half so that your grandma can come back because the grandma you know is only half the grandma that existed, and the real grandma that you would know is nine years old and a ghost right now. <laughs> and the kid's like, that sounds. Exactly right to me. <laughs> that finally fits. Oh, that's the puzzle piece I've been missing. Yeah. Yes. And then the little things like, okay, don't watch me draw. And and you're like, that's weird. Uh, and, <laughs> that's then, weird. and then what makes it weirder, double down. Yeah. He told me not to watch him. <laughs> Shoves his finger through the rice paper, which, that ki- how does the kid not hear that? <laughs> and just shoves his eye up to it. He said, don't watch, so I'm going to watch. People go to jail for less than that. <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> Bruh. And I love it. it didn't take him long either. It, he he like he this man is a is a is a is a wizard himself. He uh he absolutely walks over, sees the ghost, he's like, What up, ghost little girl? Uh what are you doing up there? Oh, is this a, a glass bowl? Got it. Figured it out, know how to fix you. I will bring you to life now. Yeah. And right before that, he Smokes a cigarette that has the a mushi yeah, dude. in yeah. it, and yeah. that mushi plasmoids her yeah, and dude. brings her to the ground. Dude, my favorite part was she got brought to the ground, and he's like, it'll wear off soon. And it wore off, and she was on the ground. And all I could think was, just float back up. I don't know why. <laughs> dude, what was like, the... he's gone now. I don't... You're good now. You just, now you got a kowtow for the rest of the, what's yeah, happening? Of course. Yeah, and I don't know. This is um I've I'm going to I've wanted to watch this show for a very long time. Really? For a very long time. I can honestly say I don't think I've ever seen anything on this. Really? Yep. For years and years and years I have been stopping on the thumbnail of this show and trying to find a time when I could just cuz I decided I wanted to watch the whole thing in like a sitting. Yeah. And um <clears throat> May like did maybe oh, like no, maybe it's just maybe that first episode maybe it was out of order or something. Um, I'm I'm never watching this show again. <laughs> I, and that's not to take away from anybody who who thinks this show is great or somebody who knows this show better than I do. It's just. Like, how you doing? Keep moving. I got to find, <laughs> I got a lot on my plate that I can watch and that I yeah. can do. And this is not going to take up any more of my time because yeah. I don't want to sit there and always just, we talked about it a little bit last episode, I believe, where I don't need everything. And not that I choose everything to be some high concept breakout. This changes everything for me. Yeah. But I would feel like a liar and a fraud if I sat here and went, 
bro, did you not understand? Because I understood. And <laughs> it really, like, it actually show, shows the soul's divide between different, like, if I tried to do something like that, I yeah. would I would be fabricating something that isn't true. Yeah, yeah. That, so I think maybe this show came off as, like, trying to be, not deep, trying to reinvent so many concepts but at the same time completely losing any idea of like a semblance of a story i was so lost i think it just tried it felt to me as though it tried to be artsy yeah there was a moment while they were talking where it cut to a still shot of the forest and then they, it just stayed there while they were talking. And sometimes that's effective. And then they stopped talking and it was still in the forest. And for, for, there was, it went long enough <laughs> that for a moment I thought, did Funimation break? Oh God. There was a moment, yeah. split second that went across my head. It's and a normal thought. Funimation, it went, you know. it kept going. Yeah. But, and especially when you come down to stuff where it's, okay, we're going to be very like, avant-garde and we're going to do all these different things. Yep. That puts you in a headspace where you start to question everything. And yep. then I start to question whether or not these different things are real, whether or not they are within people's minds. And they're the, question, the characters inside the show are questioning, well, they made me think this, so now I do wonder if it's all actually inside my head. Is this dude just a con? Is this like, what's going on? Because you put in these weird devices and you're trying to show different aspects of the story that just don't really make sense to me. Now I have to view the main character almost as if they could be. I feel like I have to view it as if they could just be lying about stuff they say to me. Yeah. I don't know if I trust the story. Yes. Because what the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah, dude. Like just the, even the concept of like the little fever dream the little, when they were like just go back in, in time because this I haven't explained but this is obviously the answer you're going to paint a bowl the bowl is going to come alive uh, like come come to life you're going to hold it up and then your grandma she's right here so she's going to sip out of it don't really remember uh, the resolution we decided on but I guess we decided on grandma's alive um, that confused me so much when I, he was trying to describe the the two grandmas and then what would happen the one the the grandma that came back was crying and it seemed as though she was saying i'll never get to see him again but then she said like then i'll be able to be with him yeah and i was like why are you so sad about that yeah i thought the whole thing was that he was gonna help her move on i thought so too i was like fucking for sure and then she was just fucking alive. I'm like, oh, okay, we're doing the, she's alive now. And she even made it seem as though she didn't understand that at the end. When, yeah. When he goes, is this moss down here? Wild line. Uh, <laughs> she goes, yeah, that's where the white wine came from. By the way, white wine is crying. So funny wine. Uh, but <laughs> that's tears. And she goes, he's out here all alone. What is he going to do? Like, he's just going to be here alone, and he's going to be scared because you're not here. And the guy just, well, I don't think he has to worry about that anymore. So did she not know that he could see her? What, what was going on? <laughs> is she a ghost, or is she just a live nine-year-old girl now? Was she a Mushi? <laughs> yeah, dude. Also, I thought Mushi, you've established, you're like, Mushi, not humans. They're a different thing that uh, exists completely on a different plane. First, Mushi's... Mushi's yeah. here. Yeah. Past shoulder and elbow, bro. Yeah. Like, I don't know what... So, so after this analogy, my man tells us all this shit. You couldn't have been, fur like, furthering a... Like, putting a bigger distance between humans and Mushi. And the only Mushi we've seen are weird floating characters that the kid has drawn. Yeah. And, and cum stains. Eldritch horror. Yeah. Cum stains going across the forest floor. Exactly. So then... The, fu the thing that killed me, he sees the little girl, and I'm like, oh, shit, there's Mushi that are pretending to be people. This is terrifying. And then he just goes, you're Mushi. You're part Mushi. You were a human. I'm like, you've got it. What? They're just ghosts. Just ghosts. Yeah, you, the Mushi are go Okay, got it. Now you've just you've made an entirely new thing that you didn't explain to this kid at all. At, at any point where you like, by the way, the fingertip can become the center of the heart thing. Bro, I'm telling you right now, <laughs> I could make up an analogy just as insane. 
<laughs> it's like, what is a mushi? All right. So you ever seen an apartment building? All right. So humans, top floor. Right. Okay. And then around them, people have indoor pets. Yes. And the different levels going down. Mm-hmm. And as you keep going down, you get to that uh, you get to that big concrete block that holds the whole building up. Okay. Go down a little further. Mm-hmm. There's a rebar in there. Yeah. And then right at the bottom, actual earth. That's a mission. <laughs> Makes as much sense. <laughs> it makes as much sense. Yeah. Third floor, moss, obviously. Yeah, because that's where people cry. You didn't know that the third <laughs> floor is where people cry? Yeah, I knew that that's where I always cried. But then even so then then we got the the weird ass trippy scene where grandma is becoming mid ghost mid mid ghostifying right so she's she's in this fever dream of her at night walking with these dudes in white yeah randomly she's in a in a in the forest at night dudes in white are walking and she's like oh I I follow him obviously like, okay obviously, yeah hundred percent is- and the only thing that stops her from just completing chugging. her journey yeah is randomly and you would think that these otherworldly beings could have planned for this yes a bird bites one <laughs> yeah dude fuck. that fucked up her entire life yeah dude bird i don't know how she like, doesn't hate this? birds yeah how does she not hate birds just dude she should be crows. going around with a slingshot just yeah. knocking birds out of the air yeah he should have been like like yeah uh, my grandma she was always kind <gasps> except for the birds bro what they showed it to us the whole time. What is it? What was the one thing he drew with his left hand that came to Son life and of flew a away? Bitch. He a, drew bird. a bird. A bird. Because they also had the little, uh, they were super out of their minds for this one. The kid left grandma's clogs. I don't know what they're called. Her little <laughs> shoes. <laughs> yeah. Little shoes. One of them, perfectly normal. One of them off kilter, off the thing. Mm-hmm. Because the two sides of grandma are in different places. Oh it did. God. The symbolism is unreal. How could I not have known from the start? <laughs> but the... But the but yeah, what the fucking... Yeah, I, I, I just... A- after all of that, that resolution it felt so insane to me. And then the weird little bit at the end of him, like, where's the bull? He's like, I kept the bull, obviously. Why? Why? Because he he kept the cigarette. That's the same cigarette he uses always. It's regenerative. Yeah. To shoot the mushy smoke. Yeah. So now he has to keep the bowl, and at any random time, it's gonna fill with 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 tears. No. And he can can ah on somebody's <laughs> face. Yeah. And it's holy water. That's his holy water bowl now. Holy grandma water bowl. Yeah. Okay. Damn. <laughs> Why'd you damn? You damned yourself. God <laughs> damn, bro. I think I'm going to get into the Jotos. Let's do it. Which have nothing to do with this show. Same. Because, yo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Fuck. We, okay. Like, dude, that was absolutely, like, uncorked, that show was. Yeah. What? In so many top tens of greatest anime ever. And maybe... Maybe there's merit to it. Yeah. But not not mine. <laughs> it's, it's not mine. That was a one-episoder. Yeah. So let's just veer off. Yep. And it's interestingly a, a small part of my Johto can be about the show. Oh. Because it's the idea that humans at, at at baseline we always want to understand the things around us so we will try to grab onto ideas to make it make sense you know okay. and the reason that i'm bringing it up is look at mythology and folk tales throughout time okay humans forever have there's this big glowing thing in the sky and it's warmer when it's out and we attribute that to some form of God. Mm-hmm. There must be a thing making sure that we're alive and, and having warmth. And then when that goes down and the sky becomes dark, there is a bright whitish gray thing. And we always attribute that to something. And then as the seasons change, humans across the globe, no matter what it was, they attributed those seasons changing to uh, gods or to any type of mythological creature to explain why the seasons change. 
even before it was before science was explaining that it was because of our distance or to the sun or the how the earth is a little bit off kilter and, and all that before it it was we have to explain it somehow mm-hmm. so humans always try to latch on to things just like you're watching this and we're questioning yes so the bird uh, <laughs> but one of my favorite parts about humans questioning things like that is looking at not necessarily studying but it's the reason i love to read mythology books from greek mythology to uh, uh, uh celtic stuff to different parts of india and africa to japan all these different areas have their mythos and their folk tales and the best part of it is they're all different in a way mm-hmm. they all have their own their own panache, their own flair, their own reason why different things are happening. And additives, there's the smaller, more condensed, why are people sad, right? That's mm-hmm. not as big as how come plants grow better during this time. As a macro idea, when it comes to seasons changing, when it comes to storms happening or the ocean waves getting bigger, so many different cultures have such similar gods or creatures spearheading that Hmm. and then you can get into the minutiae of why do i feel jealous it's because this little thing latches onto my back yeah right so you see the differences in the thought process between different cultures and you can see how they came up and what their values are through the minutiae but then you can also see how close we are as humans across the globe through time yeah because everyone thinks very similarly about the broad scope Mm. and that's my favorite part about mythology and folk tales they're fun it's fun just to read about stuff because they're great stories yeah but the best part is completely understanding why those myths exist for Mm. people because they need it we we yeah. all need to understand. Yeah. And if there's no evidence and there's no science to give us a perfect answer, then we create an understanding for ourselves. Mm. You don't think that's uh, any form of, uh, not sacrilegious, but um, upsetting to, to, to hear, at least from people that firmly believe in some of these uh, religions or mythos and stuff, that, that, that you that you're like, it's because that we lacked an explanation of things that we decided to create an explanation through these mythos or these, these, these deities. It might be for some people. Maybe. I don't want to put words in their mouths. No, but yeah. I think, I think it's in, for me at least, I can only really speak for myself. For me, it's endearing to humans that because then an idea so i i went to church most of my life and i still consider myself a christian Mm -hmm. and an idea the idea that from inception of humanity we knew god and didn't discover him i would much rather I would much rather the idea be that the basis of my religion is not that I was force-fed the idea of the Almighty, but that through the beauty of nature and the fact that we're alive, discovered that there was a creator. Hmm. Yeah. If that makes sense. No, I for sure. So I, I would hope that and nobody has to have the exact same ideas on something like that. Mm. But I think that's much, it's much nicer to me in my own brain to think that you thought the world was so beautiful, even in the pains that you have to go through in life. And the fact that you go through pain just shows that you are alive, that that's the reason you discovered your religion or God or deity, whatever it be. Yeah, that is nice. That is a very pretty uh, feeling. I, I remember 
It's funny. I've, I've uh, I wouldn't consider myself very religious, but um, I, I did grow up. Uh, my mom was Wiccan, and she she wasn't. Uh, I remember I, I'd come home, and my mom had her little cauldron, and she was just kind of like doing doing little seances and stuff. And I remember I sat down once and I asked her. I think it was like right after school, and I started asking her about stuff. I was like, "Why do you? What is? Why do you do this?" And she was like, it helps me focus on the things that, you know, I want in life and, and focus on moving forward and stuff. Um, and I asked her, I was like, it, it wasn't grandma um, Christian or, uh, sorry, Protestant? And she was like, she was. I was like, do you not, do you not, like, uh, believe in what they believe in? And my mom kind of broke it down really nicely was um, that uh, she always believed that everyone's beliefs are how they get through, but that no one's beliefs are wrong. And she's like, I find there's always a beauty in people's beliefs, whether it serves a purpose or whether it serves people to get through the day that none of them are wrong in the way that, you know, we just because I don't see it that way doesn't mean that that's not absolutely the truth for that person. Um, but she's like, I like the way that, uh, Wiccan, um, focuses on, uh, she, it was a big thing when she was uh, when I was younger was the power of um, not asking what you don't want, but asking what you do want uh, to the universe. It was a big thing about asking the universe what you want, uh, and then through through the seances and stuff, and like you burn the right the, the it'd be like sage for you want courage in your life, and then um, dragon scale, which I think was like some form of spice, and it was like... Um, I was about to say. No. Are you getting dragon scales no, in here? It was just called dragon scale, but it was just like a really beautiful flower that had like a cinnamon spice to it, um, and so then you'd burn that, and it was like for a um, for the passion to, to do whatever, and so when she ever she burned it, she was she was basically asking the, the universe of that she wanted these things for her future. And I remember asking, I was like, what if I don't, uh, what if I'm not Wiccan? And she was like, you be whatever you want to be, whatever you want to be. And I will support you. And I, I, I kind of love that feeling. And so, uh, growing up and seeing everyone else's like, um, findings of them and, uh, and, and, and the strength in people's conviction with religion is one of the most pretty things in the world to me. Like, I love when I hear someone's like, yeah, uh, I believe in God. I'm like, that's fucking, fucking dope. Yeah. Love that. That makes me so happy that you're like, no, I know, I know what what helps me find the answers in this, like we said, this unexplainable beauty. And the answers that I have found, that I have discovered, as you said, is is uh, a religion or or a godly figure. Yeah. And I think it's very beautiful. I think it's I think it's deeply human to be spiritual. Hmm. And if that being spiritual also goes into religion or a specific religion because I do believe they're two separate things. Yeah. Uh, I think that's deeply human and I believe and I'm not atheist so I can't really speak for them but I do believe people who are atheist have a religion through science. Because hmm. I, I still think it's all a description and explanation for you to understand the world around you. And though you can have theorems that quote-unquote prove specific things, even Einstein's theory of special relativity and general relativity fall apart in black holes. Yeah. Um, like at the center of a black hole. It's, it doesn't explain everything the same way somebody's religion doesn't explain everything right. Mm. So even though people will say, I'm not religious, you found religion in a different way. You found spirituality in a different way. Uh, mm. And you can argue it. That's completely fine. Yeah. Like, uh, it's fine. I could be very wrong. But a lot of times when I see people um, vehemently expressing that someone else's religion is wrong and they're using science to poke holes through it because I love science. I'm a big reader of physics books. I love it. Yeah. I want to be a physicist. Uh, when I see people using Einstein and Isaac Newton and mm. Kepler and all these people to be like, you're wrong. Your religion's wrong because of this. 
I'm like, well, you're just arguing your religion the exact same way they're arguing <laughs> yeah, theirs. Yeah. To me, that's what it always feels like. Mm. Um, because I do believe there's just a part of us that needs something there that we can use as an explanation. Yeah. And I think that that also uh, incites the part of it incites the uh, the for some reason vitriol that many people have towards other people's religions or some kind because it almost I think, comes it's, a, I think it's not many though no I, would I just mean, say it's not many no 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 I I, I mean what I meant mainly is like uh, one of the reasons for the the few that do because I'm sure there's not just one reason for it but one of the reasons could be that because this form of religion or uh, science or whatever is is the as you said the explanation of the world around you uh, and if you said that your explanation is yours that means that for some for some admitting that theirs is also correct would somehow dilute yours where it doesn't but to you now you're like I have to defend mine because if I say that they're correct then I'm not correct well yeah and having a belief that somebody is proving or trying to prove wrong elicits the same fight or flight instinct as something as yeah somebody walking in trying to fight you yeah like actually trying to harm you it's a it's just a thing that we have because uh, we are we have our tribes as people mm. we're animals uh by the at the end of the day at the tip of a middle finger and <laughs> um because it puts us in that zone uh, you do even if even if it's something that's not your religion and it's something that you find out in the argument you're actually wrong on people will still argue their point yeah people will still argue that they are correct because losing and being called out as wrong feels like it it actually hurts yeah which is a tough spot to be in and I can't fault people for it because it's just it's just what it is to be a person yeah it is what it um, is but it is what it is. But <laughs> it's a very nice thing to think about and to try to mitigate in your own life. Is to be able to talk to somebody and if they're arguing that you're wrong about something, to uh, if you believe in it and it's not like green light does mean go. And you're like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> like, if it's not something like that, yeah, then just trust in that you know for yourself, what's best for you. Yeah. And you can bounce those ideas off somebody and it's not a fight. No. Um, and you don't have to accept their thing, but mm -hmm. just the way you'd probably want them to be cordial about your thing, be that same cordial, even in the face of the anger. Yep. Because that can help mitigate their anger. Just to be like, I see what you're saying. It can. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to, like I still have my thing, but I, I can I can still see what you're saying and want to talk about it with you. Yeah, and if that doesn't work, uh, kick their ass. Yeah, if that doesn't work, just be like, I'm done, and you walk away. Yes. Yep. Damn. Yours yours is deep. I, you beat me on the deep factor. Wait, it's not about it. beating, bro. Oh, dude, I'm it's done. It's not about beating. I'm done. That's it. Wrap it up. All right. So that was the end of the episode. <laughs> no, no, wait. All right. So I have my change of topic. <laughs> All right. So again. Um, Definitely thought this anime was going to go a different direction. Or our vibes with this anime went a different direction. For real, for real. <laughs> um, so there's a few driving forces, I feel, that I've never been able to relate to when it comes to storytelling. One of them being exploration. A friend of mine used to describe a uh, a star uh, used to describe Star Trek to me, and how it was always how amazing to see these characters go somewhere solely for the concept of exploring something new. And every time I was like, okay, but what else do they do? But it was this concept of, no, the character wants to explore. Didn't make sense to me. So then uh, Ginkgo here, uh, for instance, what I thought was looking for these things, these Mushi, just to understand them. That, that's another plot device that I can't really grasp. You're just seeking them out to know about them. Are you not trying to do anything with them? You're just going there to find out about them. Uh, maybe it's the lack of curiosity in me, uh, curiosity in me, or uh, my lack of adventure, uh, possibly. But I, it's it's something that it was proved a little wrong in this episode because he went there and problem solved, and I was like, okay, he that fucked me there. But I, I like the thing that he went there for the concept of just being like Mushi, gotta go see what's going on. Like why? 
if you're not doing anything to solve them, you're just trying to figure it out. And don't you're, I know there's people that are very needed for that. Like, if how can you problem solve anything if you don't know what the fuck it is? You need someone who you need people whose whose drive is curiosity or or discovery. Yeah, but the difference is there are people who we need to want to understand. Yes, that's but it, that's yeah. not. A show. <laughs> no. You know? Yeah. And maybe, I guess, I guess I don't fully understand the idea of saying Star Trek is just about exploration. Like, okay. going to just understand the place. That might be what they say, but that's not what any episode what say, or? is about. Well, when I was a child, I used to watch Star Trek every night with my parents. Nice. Um Okay. And there was always a driving factor for different things. Maybe not always, but uh, if the characters said, we're just going there to learn about this place. And it's like one of the things is we go there and we don't mess with anything. Yeah. But just like any good time travel story, <laughs> the story says we go there and we don't mess with anything. Yeah. And what's what happens in the story? <laughs> they mess with some shit. Yeah, you mess with a lot of shit, and that's why the story happens. Yeah, um, I, that's so. A, I think at, at a granular level, if it's yeah. just if somebody just wrote a story, mm-hmm. uh, take the theory of everything. Okay. The um, Stephen Hawking movie. Oh, with uh, Eddie Redmayne playing Stephen Hawking. Okay. The story could, you could say this is Stephen Hawking discovering everything and trying to understand so much about science. Yeah. But the movie was about him becoming a man through relationships, understanding how to be himself with uh, uh, science and his intelligence, and then dealing with the loss of his motor functions. Yeah. So the the description can be Stephen Hawking is a very smart person and the movie is about him understanding science. Yeah. But the movie's about his human feelings. And, yeah. And about the the life around also being a very intelligent person. Okay. And I will still say if I just sat in a chair all day every day and couldn't do anything but think I'd probably be as smart as Stephen Hawking too. Yeah, dude. Well, no, uh, well, I cannot name the 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 speaker of it, but uh, if all you did was was if all you did was think all the time, eventually you you would only think of thoughts or something like that. It's it's like a, a this dude made the quote, and I've seen Carl it Sagan. I think it might be. I feel like I've heard Carl. Um, he's a very distinct voice, uh, but yeah. Um, the concept too is it was kind of when you described it was maybe it's the early concept in stories that I'm always like I don't understand like the 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 bit of the to bold to go where no one's gone before why like to, like I get I get the 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 scientific reason why like we got to explore but I'm talking story reason but then you just broke that down where that isn't the story. The story we're going to tell is yes, they're going to go there. They don't. They're not trying to fuck things up. Things will get fucked up. They will then fix them. So, I guess it was because I've never watched the Star Trek shows. I, I didn't watch any of the series um, with Picard or um, William Shatner, right? Two different. Yeah, one's a character, and then one's the the actor. I know that, but the. Um, but no, I've I never watched any of the show, so I I can't I can't be like that's not what the show's about. I don't know, but I remember and I probably can't either. But I was gonna say, I remember just like I watched the movies with uh, Chris Pine and Shatner. Did, no, 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 no. no Chris, that's and, the character he played. They're the, they're the oh, same person. Damn. Like they're the same character. Oh, okay. Captain Kirk. Yes. Um. They. Uh, when he, I watched the movies, and when they came up with like the we're going to discover, I, it kind of hit me of like I feel like I see so many movies or shows that are like uh, this character is about going there and discovering, or this character is about going and exploring, uh, and it just I was like I don't get it, but now looking at it, that is one element of the story that that's not the thing that's going to make the movie or the story great. That's one element that will drive that character to the story that will then begin. 
So I think that this is, it's funny. I came up with the Tages topics and then I have learned more, more about <laughs> myself as we've gone, uh, which is funny. I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't think about it that way, but yeah, I think it, it also peaked its ugly head when fucking, uh, cause the same dude talking to me about Star Trek was like, are you excited for no man's sky? And I was like, yeah, I like, I, I heard there's going to be space battles. He's like, no, I'm just really excited about the, the exploration. I was like, why? I don't want to go to a planet and be like, oh, I've never seen this before. I don't give a fuck. See, I think video games are a little bit different because the agency's yours. Okay. You know? So I think mm-hmm. something, I think there can be merit to a video game just being about exploration. Okay. Because you're doing the exploring if you want to explore. Because it's such a different medium from movies. Yeah. Also, you wouldn't be exploring if the movie was just about exploring. You'd be watching somebody else explore. It's and true. then you'd kind of be like, why don't I just walk in the forest myself? <laughs> yeah, dude. And, f- and go find some moss. But uh, they, uh, I think, it, even in games, I wouldn't even say, I, I don't like to explore to explore. I honestly, if there's, not a, if there's not a reason, I won't be going there. The amount of times in games where, like even Skyrim, uh, that I've just been like walking because I was trying to find an area. I'm not exploring. I'm trying to find something. And then something happens, and I'm like, oh, shit, okay. I'll get distracted here. But then I hear people like my brother and then uh, other people who play Skyrim. like, oh, I was walking around because I just love to explore in Skyrim. And I'm like, fucking why? That sounds boring to me. So I guess it's, it's uh, yeah, something inside, even in video games to me. Like, I've never been just walking in a video game. I'm doing the horse riding. Uh, horse riding in a video game have been like, that mountain, I want to climb it now because I can. No, I look at that mountain and like a video game designer could be like, you can climb to that mountain. And I'm like, is there anything up there? I don't know. Find out. No, I'm good. Damn. Until you tell me I'm good. And there then I just know. fuck right off. And, but if you're like, there's a, uh, uh, how did you like Breath of the Wild? Dude, see, that's the thing. That's what Breath of the Wild was. Yeah. I had a really hard hit. So when I started that game, I said, I want the, um, uh, uh, the girl outfit. What's the name of the, the, the Gorons. Rock, Gorons. I want the Goron outfit. That's what I want. So I worked my ass off to get it. And I got it. Underleveled. But I did it. I was like, I crushed it. We did this. And then once I got it, I had no fucking clue what to do. And I got really mad. Because I started exploring, getting my shit kicked, and getting furious, and I put the game down. I did That's like, not the explanation you gave me before. You talked about how, how yeah. much fun it was to explore. So when I was on my way to that area, I loved the feeling of because I knew what I wanted and then everything in my way was this beautiful obstacle that I had to overcome and I loved it like I remember starting up going over there this massive like fucking Grand Canyon and I looked at that like there's no way I'm making it across this this is blowing my mind and I had to walk up and down that thing for so long exploring the ins and outs of that entire cavern so I could find my little way of my not built up stamina to get up each rock and find up little ways of getting up there and I had to explore and it was a blast that game is beautifully made but then if they're not telling me go here do this thing I suddenly get this feeling of like I don't know what you want from me and I I get so impatient and I, 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 it's something that I, I get pissed at myself because I'm like, I see other people having so much fun with this shit. I'm like, why can't I do that? When they, everyone's like, oh, I just toss some rocks down and then uh, some wood and I hit it with my sword and I lit a fire. And I'm like, dude, I never would have, never in my life would I have just have been like, I'm going to fuck with stuff for a little minute. No. This lack of exploration, this lack of drive to do random shit makes me sad. It's just different tastes for different people. Yeah, man. Because I, I just would, I just would run around endlessly in Breath of the Wild. Yeah, I would go to because when the moon comes back up, then the enemies come back. Mm-hmm. I would go to places where there would be almost like a little treehouse, and then the the hobgoblins and stuff would be over there. Yep, and I'd kill them all, and then I'd I'd leave, and I would come back right when they were back, mm-hmm. and I'd kill them a different way. <laughs> and then I would just keep going through to see how many different ways I could destroy them. See, I the thing I remember that broke me was trying to go up a. Uh, it was near the Gorons, uh, and I remember I, 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 there was like a spiral rock formation that as you go up, there was more skelly bitches or orc dudes who kept just bombarding me, and I every time I died, I'd spawn really far back, 
And I just got more and more pissed. And I was like, I'm going to do it. I got to do it. That's the whole point of this game is, you know, don't give up. You find different ways to do things. And I just go there and get my shit kicked every time. And I was like, I just can't. I don't, I don't have it in me. And then I, I just put the game down. I, I, I then bought the game. Like, I'm not, I got the game for Christmas. And I'm very excited to give it another go. It's been a while. It has. So it's I'm been a, a while. I'm if you're going to give it another go, I don't know. I, no, dude, I don't know if he's giving it another go. No, dude, I'm going hard. I'm not. But uh, I, I am. It, I picked the game up and started playing on Christmas, and I was like, I feel different. It feels different because I've already gotten the Goron outfit. So now I'm going to like pick something new to, to just harp on, and maybe that's how I do things because I'm very goal-oriented. I like to earn the shit. And once I got the stuff, I need another goal. So, but it's hard to be like, just say your goal is beat Ganon. That's not, that doesn't sound fun. No, because that's one of those things where the goal is the end. Yeah. Uh, goals sh- not need to be, but I believe it's much better when a goal is uh, e- quickly obtainable. So you have a bunch of small goals that lead up to yes the final goal. Yep. Yeah, my goal is to get to this new zone. My goal is once I'm in this new zone, I talk to the people and find out mm-hmm. where the big thing is. Yep. And after that, my goal is to go into the big uh, uh, maze creature and to and fell it. Yes. And yeah. Yep. Then one goal is to can make my own village. I don't think <laughs> you got to that part, but what the fuck? Yeah. What? Yep. You make your own town. That sounds so much fun. See, that sounds exciting. Damn. <laughs> You're like, yeah. Yeah, it's a good time. It's a good game. <laughs> it's a really good game. And those big fairy ladies? Yeah. 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 Uh, all right. I think it's going to bring us to a, to a close on the on Mushishi. High concept. Um, if that's your bag, that's your bag. Get in there. Mostly concept. Uh, yeah. It's conceptual in many different ways. So, per usual, we hope you guys have a great afternoon, morning, night, wherever you are. And we'll see you next time. Bye.